Like one of the reason people like stories is because they have endings. Um, <laughs> and we like to see how things end, even if it ends like The Sopranos, where we're really, really pissed off about it. For real. Right. Well-met adventurers, my name is Lee. I'm Joe, and welcome to Mage Productions. So this week, we have a very special guest who is local to us, which is pretty cool. We have Dot, also known as Little Red Dot. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm so good. We are doing well. We are very glad to have you on. I am so excited to be here. (laughs) I feel like we probably should have done this in person. Considering the fact we all live within distance of one another, but that being I mean, said, I'm just glad to be staring at the both of you. <laughs> but then we'd have to like leave our house and stuff and right, I, venture right, into the like, world and things. <laughs> Real yeah. pants, what? socks. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, Who no, needs no. All of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just no, just no. This is easier. This works. It's nice. It's like we're all here in the same room. Yeah, yeah. It's just yep. a box on the desktop. Yep. Yeah. It's true. And you guys get to see me in HD versus like real life. Yeah, this is way better than my the vision. Dark circles, the, <laughs> <laughs> the lack of sleep. No, no. <laughs> Speaking of lack of sleep, why don't you tell everyone everything that it is that you do? Give us a rundown of the glory that is Dot. Mm-hmm. Um, well,. I'm Dot, and I play a lot of tabletop RPGs. <laughs> that is what I do. Uh, That's a bit of an uh, understatement. I, yeah, yeah, I play a lot. Uh, I'm actually, I call myself a little bit more of a storyteller. I do anything that has to do with story. And sometimes that even leads me to games that aren't dice-based or turn-based or um, even have a GM. Uh, so I am a, I'm a storyteller. Uh, that's where I started. I was an actor for many years. And then... Um, I've been playing tabletop RPGs for about the last 12 or 13 now. Uh, I got started in college thanks to my fight choreography teacher, who was like, you wield a sword well. Would you like to roll dice too? (laughs) And so that's kind of how I ended up uh, uh, playing D&D, which is kind of fun. So, um, yeah, I was an actor and uh, I kind of just like fell in my lap. I didn't start my Twitch channel uh, with the plan of playing tabletop games. Uh, I started it because I was a cosplayer, another form of storytelling um, and characterization, and um, I got roped in. (laughs) And here I am, and now I play something like 25 or 30 hours a week between my own channel and everybody else's, I guess. Uh, But my home is the North by Northwest podcast. Uh, I got started with them and started my Twitch channel about the same time, and then uh, just kind of spread like wildfire. And now... I play for all kind of awesome networks. Um, I play all kind of tabletop games. And in the last about two years, I've become a bit of a connoisseur for indie tabletop games. The ones that aren't told, um, the ones that don't come to you uh, as uh, built up the same framework as a lot of the things we know, like Dungeons and Dragons, right? Um, so uh, I really love to look for those those role play games that are different and kind of obscure. Um, and it's actually led me to start writing a lot too. So in the midst of streaming all of my own stuff on my channel uh, for the Dot Lot, which is what I call my community, um, and then everybody else's communities, <laughs> uh, I'm also trying to start putting out uh, content as well because I find that there are sometimes games I want to play that I can't 
I can't find out there. So why not just make them yourself? And so um, I've been lucky enough to find a couple very kind of base systems that I really like. And so I just always throw my own flavor on it and shake it up a little bit. So we tell stories. Most of the time they're wacky and weird, um, but they're always fun loving and do what I love story about storytelling, which is which is bringing empathy to the table and connecting people. Wow. Very nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Just all I'm of glad that. you think so. <laughs> I'm I'm still sitting here trying to figure out like when when do you sleep that uh, like literally I'm, when how I, is it just like quick power naps or something <laughs> you are so busy yeah, I stay busy by day. Uh, you know, I do marketing by day for a theater company here in Atlanta called Dad's Garage. Um, they're my new home away from home, which I, I love. Um, so I'm constantly like surrounded by people that create and make, which is a little bit of a blessing and a curse, right? Because it makes you want to make more <laughs> things. Uh, but, but, but there's literally only uh, 24 hours in a day. So I don't know. It's a it's a, a fine line that I walk. And I actually this upcoming spring, I'm taking a little bit of a step back from uh, playing on a lot of other networks. And I'm doing a lot of my own content, which was um, part of my New Year's resolution to myself uh, was to start making and doing my own thing. Uh, so I tested it uh, before. Well, I guess that I started in October um, of 2018, kind of testing the idea of running campaigns on my channel specifically indie and new content and uh, it worked out really nicely and so now i have a regular community game that happens uh one sunday out of the month called sunday fun day i get really drunk off mimosas and we play six hours of dungeons and dragons <laughs> um i drink mimosas out of a out of a moonshine jug that says sunday fun day on it <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is geez. classy <laughs> it oh. is classy um but it's all about having fun so we show up we play ridiculous games of DD, um just just high fantasy uh if you think it can't happen and I'll make it happen. Um, so we play just a, a really great uh, community over there for those Sunday fun days. And then um, I've started, like I said, playtesting these little what I call mini campaigns where I, I, I literally do like a four session campaign in a month. Um, and so the month becomes like a themed month and I just play test new material. Um, and I find that the short campaigns my audience likes because... We're all busy. I'm not the only person. So <laughs> consuming content can be difficult, especially if you're looking at like 16 or 20 uh, sessions. Um, but it gives enough flavor where we all get to see the game and play. I get to bring awesome people to the table who are oftentimes very busy. So shorter campaigns really work for their schedules. And um, kind of this magic happens uh, around the mini campaign when I do that. And we just get to play and try new stuff. It's a brave new world. <laughs> Wow, that's that's a super <laughs> cool concept. I like yeah. the mini campaign stuff. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's because I was so busy. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do a longer campaign. <laughs> I, yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, we just closed out a campaign that ran for three years. Close I think, to it, wow. yeah. Which is like, wow, that's cool. But like, also the concept of like a really short campaign that lasts a month. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Like, here's your story. Get in, go, get out. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. I love that. Yep. And it's great, too, because you can really, um, instead of this giant view, like when you're running these epic campaigns, they need to be epic. They have to be epic. Um, right. There's so much content and these little shortens. You can really, like, narrow in on moments. Um, which for me in terms of character development and story are just great. They can be richer. Um, we don't have to feel like sometimes they, they don't close out. They don't always have a happy ending. Um, sometimes the story's left open. Um, but there's also closure, I think, in that as well. And I think a lot of people forget, like, 
we love stories because stories have endings. Like one of the reasons people like stories is because they have endings. Um, <laughs> and we like to see how things end, even if it ends like The Sopranos, where we're really, really pissed off about it. For um, real. Or, right. you know, like, you know, right? right? Like, it doesn't matter because in the end, it's there's still a piece of closure. Um so I'm all about giving people that nugget, uh, that nip of something uh, that fulfills that little piece of story that they need or that little tale um, that we can empathize um, or sympathize with. So what's your your favorite indie title or system that you have been playing with so far? Um, so uh, Fate Core is my home. I build so much of my own content off Fate Core uh, just because it lives uh, I, th- I find, unlike Cypher, um, it lives in a place that allows me to um, not have to build off fantasy. Like, I built a... F- I called it Fate of the Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's an Anchorman campaign where you can you can play Anchorman. Um, I, I built this other one based off the Brave Little Toaster, where you play broken appliances. Um, in this, like, post-apocalyptic world. Like, who doesn't want to pe- play a broken appliance? Like, that is so much fun. Um, so, but th- th- those things weren't out there. So, so Fate is my, like... Um, my base system where I find I, I, I as a storyteller and a GM really thrive, but uh, I have found a really great game that I love uh, called Witch Girl Adventures. Uh, it's been, uh, I, I did it as a four campaign like run and my audience was like, we need more witch girls. <laughs> um, and my Patreon came through. I was like, okay, we meet the skull. Um, I'll launch a full on witch girls campaign. And they sure enough did. And so I'm getting ready actually April I believe 12th um, to launch on my channel. I'd have to double check the date, but Tuesday starting in April, basically you can check us out starting at seven o'clock. It's an all female cast and it's, all the like teenage angsty drama you could possibly want that's not Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, uh, it fills this like other niche, uh, which I dig. So the system's just great. Um, I ran it, uh, like I said, once before, and I can't wait to dive back in again. Wow, that's super cool. So, what made you really decide to kind of focus on your own channel and start all of these mini campaigns and dive into <laughs> all these different systems? And like, what was your what was your turning point there to be like, no, this is what I want to do. Yeah, that's a hard one. Cause I started out literally sanding a Darth Vader helmet live on screen for people. Like I had none of the snazzy bolts when I started on Twitch. So it really came a long way. And, um, as I've grown, I really realized like I'm, there was this point, uh, that I realized there's two kinds of tabletop or, uh, Twitch streamers. In my opinion, uh, you have the individuals and you have the networks. And a network is constantly running content and programming. That's what makes it a network, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to necessarily be a network. I wanted my Twitch channel to become this creative space where I could test things, where we could try something that was weird um, or that nobody else wanted to touch. And it didn't mean that I wanted to stop playing D&D, which is, you know, the standard uh, kind of tabletop game that everybody starts in. I mean, Lord, that's where I started. Um, or your ciphers or even your fate, which are considered kind of some larger, broader titles. I was really interested in being kind of weird and bold and saying, you know what? There's an audience out there that wants to hear other kinds of stories outside of fantasy. There are people out there that want to um, to become involved in uh, tales and adventures of appliances, old sewing machines, uh, you know, a broken microphone, <laughs> some of the things that were at my table. And, and it's interesting, too, because I think those are the same audiences or um, the dot lot really loves to see the world from different perspectives. 
Uh, and that's also, I look for games that come from different perspectives. Um, I've actually been eyeballing one from Evil Hat Productions that uses Fate uh, called The Secret of Cats. Uh, and it's about a secret society of cats in modern day. And we think that they're all house pets, but they're actually magical, powerful creatures that keep humans safe. And I thought this was the most brilliant damn idea I had ever heard. I thought it was brilliant. I was like, I have to play this game. That a secret is, society of cats. Yes. 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 yes right. Yes. And it's about how in the perspective that we tell like the world in, because we wake up every day and we see it through human eyes. So tabletop games, I think, really give us a chance to tell stories and to see the world and to empathize and to just view everything kind of different. Mm. Um, and so I said, I want to push that even farther. I want to be an appliance. I want to be an anchor man in the 70s. Uh, you know, I want to be um, a goblin in a, for, you know, a sorority. I'm literally writing up a goblin <laughs> sorority uh, build out right now for D&D. Like, <laughs> I want to do weird things because the joy of tabletop um, and for me, really stories and games, which is where tabletop kind of meets the, the joy of both of those things is that it's only as limited as you'll make it. Right. Yeah. I mean, games are as simple as rolling a single die. You don't have to roll 10. You don't have to roll a die. Games can be played with cards. They can be played with your fingers. Um, there's a brilliant tabletop game. Oh, and I'm not going to remember the name of it. It's completely story-based, but you turn all the lights out with your friends. It's a horror game, and you light candles at a table. Mm. And the game is blowing the candles out. And when all the candles go out, the game is over. But if you lean over to blow out one candle and you accidentally blow out a second, it moves time forward. So there's this, there's like, games can be played so many different ways. And I think both stories and games have been so deeply embedded in, like, human history and culture, right? Like we've been telling stories since we could put paintings on a cave right and we've been playing games as long as we've been around one another because it's how we connect and communicate and tabletop games take these two very ancient forms of communication and bring them together in a way that allows us to be creative and bold and exciting and i said well big after that i'm gonna push the envelope how far can i go um how weird can i make it um so i guess that's how we got here <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I got to where I uh, you know to, to this point and so I just um, always challenge myself to be um, to not uh, necessarily do all the things you're going to see on some of your larger networks but to create a community and an opportunity for one people to have a chance to play like Sunday fun days um, and to laugh and to realize that playing with people should be fun um, and then you know to create a uh, a, a play space uh, where my channel becomes a, a place where odd game designers can reach out and go hey this one's really weird. I'm starting a Kickstarter. Will you, you know, play this for me? I'll be like, heck yeah, I will. Why not? Let's give it a shot. So. Oh, man. Wow. I love that. Every bit of that. It's just so good. I'm glad to hear and it's... that. I, I think yeah. I'm starting to see how you get so much done in a day also, because I, I really feel like you just packed like four hours worth of telling us about all these different <laughs> systems into like 10 minutes. <laughs> like my brain can't keep up with how yeah. fast she can talk oh my goodness there's such passion there too it is and, though yeah and then, and back to what you're saying about community there um like i've been into D D for a while um been playing with lee and whatnot and the campaigns that we've been in and it's been cool it's been like us at our table and whatnot and had been on twitter some with it before and never felt the kind of community and like togetherness that 
really I found when I started listening to North by Northwest and what you all do on that show. Um, I mean, it was it was absolutely amazing, especially outside of the show and and how y'all communicate with everyone. I mean, you literally live that community, it seems like, and it really comes through and it is huge. Thank you. Yeah. North by Northwest. It's so funny. I was in like David and Tiffany's wedding. Okay. Like we were friends long before we started a podcast together. Like, um, I remember Tiff calling me going, Hey, do you want to be a bridesmaid? I need you to help me set something up for my wedding. <laughs> that was what the pitch was. Um, and I was like, first off, of course I'll be in your wedding. And of course I'll help you set something up. You know, like, um, so I've, I've known Tiffany a very long time. We started doing theater together. That's how I met Tiffany. She was a stage manager for the Shakespeare productions. I was in when I first moved to Atlanta, um, for this company who used to do Shakespeare on a historic lawn of a home here, uh, over in Roswell. Like literally this is how I met Tiffany. And we just like hit it off. Like our energies were on point. And then, you know, she met David and I was like, dear God, have you ever met a more perfect person for Tiffany? No. Okay. Um, I love you both. And then we just kind of became family and they came to me one day and they said, Hey, we have this crazy idea. What if we started a podcast? And I was like, okay. I, I already was doing like a lot of audio drama and some audio books and stuff. I was like, okay, a podcast can't be that different. And she's like, a D and D podcast. And I was like, Ooh, okay, cool. Can it be different than all the other D&D podcasts? <laughs> like, that was like my one thing. And I told him, I was like, it has to be different. And when different, you know, different is, I guess, in the person's, like from the person's perspective. But I told him, I was like, I really like the idea of it being more story. Um, it doesn't have to be actual play. What if we cut it? What if we, what if we had soundtracks for it? Um, you know, and we kind of got to talking about, again, how far could we stretch it? How, how could we bend the mold a little bit? And that's how kind of North by North Quest came about. Um, we also love the idea that everybody wants to tell stories. So we have these ever evolving casts. Um, we do a lot of story talk together at the table instead of it being like this thing um, that the DM hoards. Um, we talk a lot of story together as a group, um, which helps us all be on the same page. Um, obviously not necessarily the like minute fine moments in our gameplay, but the overarching uh, like arching story and where we're headed uh, is definitely something we, uh, we do together. And it changes the story. It makes you feel more together at the table, like you're working towards something. Um, and then we can embed that in a community. Um, this idea of just like joy and happiness and um, pride in the things that we create together, both behind the mic and then giving it away to all of you to like do what you have with it. Um, there's also a part of com like communalness to that as well. So I'm glad that you you pick up on the family vibe because it's a huge part of what we do at North Point Northwest. Oh yeah, it absolutely oh, yeah. one of the first things I picked up on with it. I mean, like halfway through binging season one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. They also didn't question so me fun. being half mushroom. I came in, I was like, I'd like to play a character that's half mushroom. <laughs> And I remember Tiffany and David, I got that, like, both of their eyebrows for the, like, half mushroom. And I was like, yeah, I want her to be half mushroom. And they were like, well, we can't say no. So, okay. <laughs> and I was like, trust me, just trust me. <laughs> I mean, you all pulled and it off Silo's very amazing. well. Yes, she is. Yeah, Silo is my, yeah, I told Tiff, I was like, if some, whenever, 
I don't know where Silo's story is headed, but wherever it ends up, the day I have to leave Silo, everybody needs to know that I'm leaving like a part of myself. Like Silo is actually like a, I plucked it from Dot and gave it to all of you because it is like this huge, like Silo is a huge part of me, um, not just as a character, but actually inspired by aspects of my life. So it's uh, it's very personal. <laughs> She's so personal to me. <laughs> oh, well, that's so good. I love it. Mm-hmm. Just all of that. <laughs> Man. So if, if somebody wanted to, I guess, mm, how do I want to word this? If you could give a piece of advice to someone who wanted to start kind of doing something similar to what you're doing, exploring multiple systems and kind of going out on their own and exploring the weird, <laughs> what, what advice would you give them? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, well, first off, um, Anybody that goes out to do something weird, I, I simply just want to say, like, I, I want to give you a digital high five. Like, go do it. <laughs> like, Dot is going to tell you to, like, go be your best Dot. Like, live your best Dot life. Um, right? Um, and if you need a place to do that, come join the Dot lot. That's what we do over there in the Dot lot. But, um, no, I think you have to remember when you start a Twitch channel. Like, my question to people is always, like, why? Right? Like, I started mine with this kind of absurd purpose of, like, I'm sitting here. I have... 22 hours of sanding to do on this Darth Vader helmet. I'm going to share it with all of you. It was a ridiculous concept. But as it has grown to be something a lot more specific and a lot more um, kind of pointed, um, I had to find like why I wanted to do this. Um, and I think a lot of people start channels and get really, really um, downtrodden when they find that their numbers aren't like somebody else's or you're not the next great critical role. But there's something really beautiful in being your own thing. And so I really encourage people as they go to start their channels, you go to launch your stuff. If you want to play D&D, that's fine, but make it yours because in that uniqueness is where your success lies, uh, not in the copying or redoing of somebody else. It's actually one of my really good friends, Grant Ellis, who kind of put that in perspective uh, for me. I remember uh, telling him, I thought, like, I was like, the end of my games just always drag. Like, everybody's tired. I can't figure out why. And he was like, are they three hours? And I was like, well, yeah, of course. And he's like, well, why is that an of course? <laughs> who said that games have to be three hours long on Twitch. And I was like, I like gasped. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> get out of here. You witch, you just changed my life. You know, I was like, Phew. and now I run two hour games because they're right for me. They're right for my audience. I'm not basing it off somebody else's model. Mm -hmm. So I, all of that to say, I guess, if I had to give you a piece of advice, if you're going to go out there and do this one don't let anybody stop you. And to realize that uh, you need to make it your own, make it unique, whatever it is that uh, is your essence. I'm weird AF, everybody. I'm a weird person. <laughs> and so I was like, well, screw it. I'm just going to go be weird on screen. And other weird people will find me and we'll be weird together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's absolutely great advice. Yeah. I've definitely found that having passion and doing what it is that you love and what you enjoy will come out in what you're doing and will make all the difference in the world in the content that you're pushing out. Absolutely. So. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And who cares how many viewers you've got? If you're having fun, do it. it for real. For real. I have streamed to nobody but myself before yeah. for hours. Oh, I have Talk too. to myself live <laughs> on screen. Who cares? Yeah. Like, just don't even look at it. I don't even bother. It, I mean, does it really matter? Exactly. No, it doesn't. Because no. you're out there putting something mm -hmm. out to the world, and that's the art. You're doing it. You're doing it. Doing As it. I used to tell my high schoolers, because I don't teach high school anymore, but I used to tell them, creation is not about product. It is about process. 
Oh, that's deep. Yeah. It is about process. The artist is in the process, not in the product. Oh, man. Hmm. So you remember that the next time you're out there and you're like, no, I don't have anybody tuning in. Who gives a crap? It's about the process. So turn it off. Stop looking at Hughes view and you and, and, and make process happen. And the product will come out of that naturally. Wow. That's... And I think that is a perfect place to end it. Yep. So <laughs> might drop that, if, and buy. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. It's, it's perfect. So if people want to find out more about you and the things you do and where to find that, where where can they go? Yeah. Um, well, if you want to see where I spend my days laughing, you can always check me out at Dad's Garage Theater here in Atlanta. Um, but if you want to find out more about me, Dot specifically, you can find me on pretty much everything as Little Red Dot, um, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Um, and there you'll see all the things that I do. I do have an Instagram, but I think you have to add an extra T to the end because there's some very small teenage girl in China who has my handle. So mm. if anybody can talk her out of it, <laughs> you let me know. But until then, you're going to have to add an extra T to the end of my Instagram. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can catch me at little underscore red underscore dot on all of the social medias where I spend my days. Um, and if you aren't necessarily a social media person but can make it over to Twitter, you can find a link to my Discord where you can come join the dot lot and um, stay caught up that way. Awesome. Nice. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. That was enlightening in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> if you would like to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter at mage underscore podcast or check out our website, mageproductions.com. On the website, we have free resources to help you with your game as well as cool things that you can purchase to help support our show, including original mage adventures set in our homebrew world. Or if you just want to tell other people how much you love the show and that they should listen, uh, you can leave us a five-star review. Go and review us wherever you get your podcast from. We really love to see those and read what you think. And we would like to give a huge shout-out to our partners and sponsors for all the awesome people that help us bring you this show. First off, Hit Dice. Hit Dice. Hit Dice. Check them out at HitDicePod.com and on Twitter at HitDicePod. HitDice is a meticulously edited real play 5th edition D&D podcast that has amazing audio, a super fun cast. So if you haven't listened yet, you should. Also, Kraken Dice, some of the best dice around. Uh, if you're looking for some awesome new dice, you don't have to look any further. Just just go check them out. Krakendice.com. Um, you can also follow them on Twitter at Krakendice so that you can keep track of when they are going to release new dice uh, because some of them sell out stupidly quick. And if you don't get them, you just don't get them. So go check them out there. And then when you find your dice that you have to have, use the, the code MAGE. And get yourself 10% off, because who doesn't like 10% off? Just keep in mind, you can not use that with any other discounts. So, you know, pick whichever one makes more sense for you. And of course, last but not least, SoNerdWear.com. A place to find fun clothing and accessories tailored for tabletop geeks and nerds everywhere. 
They're also on Twitter at SoNerdware. They, um, they've really stepped up the entire game for us. They now host all of our swag, so you can get t-shirts, stickers, mugs, cups, uh, what they have like phone cases, mouse and pads, mouse pads, and speakers and sweatshirts. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really absolutely fantastic. So you can go to sonerdware.com and search for Mage Productions to find all of our cool swag. And then once you find everything and put it all in your cart, you can use code Mage to get ten percent off your entire order. Check them out. Check them out. Anything else? I don't know. I, I think we, we actually got it all that time. It helps when you write things down. It does. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>